just going to hop right into it. Yeah, we're just going to get right into it this time. Hi, I'm Justin Thompson. And I'm Nick Salgo. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to, to Hetty Green, Green Terrace. Terrace. Hey, happy uh, Valentine's Day to all the Hetty girls and boys out there. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Kind of a funny holiday if you observe it. I guess you don't have any other chance to observe it. Like yeah, yeah. when you wake up in the morning, you read it's Valentine's Day. You've already observed the fact that it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between observing and celebrating, right? <laughs> like I observe, you know, a lot of things out there in the world. Doesn't mean I want to take part in it. Yeah, like I observe the right to think that you suck. Not you. Yeah. You. I'm talking to you. You know who you are. Yeah. You suck. Oh, some bitterness coming out on, the, on this day on of Valentine's love. Day. On the day of love. Ooh, oh, the fangs yeah. come out. It's, you know, not a holiday I get too excited about. Either growing up, my family didn't really make a big deal out of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, doing cards elementary school. Everyone just brought in. Yeah. There would be, like, I don't know. It'd be like movies and shit. Yeah, like you'd buy a pack of pack. like Spider-Man you know, yeah, cards. Yeah. You tear off the little perforated, uh, mm-hmm. you know, things, fold them in half, and you put everybody's little name or message in it. And maybe you write a little something extra in the one for someone you like, someone you think's cute. Yeah, it'd be but like, you're giving one to everybody, so it's not a big deal. Thanks for the Valentine, but are we like gonna make out later or what? We should just have spin the bottle day instead, where everybody plays spin the bottle. That Greek romantic tradition. <laughs> Every family after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, son. <laughs> that would make things more interesting. Valentine's Day is so, like, yeah, generic. I mean, it's such a cookie cutter Hallmark holiday. It's like, yeah, man, like big, big Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a big mark and it stinks. Yeah. Fucking capitalism. You know, the next day I'm going to hit half price candy at the drugstore. See, I'm just such a lover boy. Valentine's Day is like the day that I take off. Yeah. I like don't smoke weed on 420 either. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm just that cool. Cal, like, I'm not a big drinker. And like, I don't pay my taxes on April 15th. <laughs> yeah. For like a lot of big drinkers, they're like, oh, yeah, St. Patrick's Day. That's the day for amateurs. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how you are with Valentine's Day. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, we hope you're having a nice Valentine's Day, whether you're with somebody or you're not. You know, you always got us. <laughs> well, I guess, I don't know, Justin's kind of taken these days. I don't I don't, I don't want to be the one to spill the beans. I am the one to spill the beans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I got... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but um, in case... Hey, man, other girls listen to this show, too, dude. You can't just go around saying that. <laughs> If you're looking for a, a guy from Brooklyn who's got his own Simpsons podcast, I think you just narrowed down your choices a little bit. There's a strategic reason to bring that up. I see where you're angling. Well, at. I was just thinking, like, do I have a Simpsons podcast uh-huh. do, or do I do a Simpsons podcast? I think it's both. Either one. They're interchangeable. I am the co-host of a Simpsons podcast. Yeah, that's what I would say as well. I co-host the Simpsons podcast. I'm the host with my co-host, Justin Thompson. No, we're equal co-hosts. You saw the website. We're both labeled as co-hosts. Co-host. Co-host. We're in cahoots as (laughs) co-hosts. From co-host to co-host. Hey, buddy, get over here. Come on. All right, now we're going to try and get scratchy on the mic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to give the people what they want, Scratch Man. This is Nick's Real Valentine. Oh, he's being such a good boy. Got anything to say? No, he's just chilling. Oh, man. That's the thing. Stage fright. He only says stuff when he's pissed off, and he's not pissed off as long as he's in my arms. Oh, hey, bud. Yeah, he's such a hissy little guy, and then he'll be purring up a little storm, just like snapping around. This is my palantine. Yeah. My Emperor Palantine over here. All right, so we're doing this episode. It's We picked a Valentine's-themed episode. It's the month of love. So, real quick, February is Black History Month, and we would have loved to do an episode on Black History, but we've came to find that 
there are no episodes of the Simpsons that really hit race on the head because they don't want, they didn't, the writers decided they didn't want to depict Springfield as a place where racism exists. There are people of different shades. And I think especially if you go back to season one, you see a few more weird colors, but they didn't really touch on it. And we also have to say, good call. And I think that's why I like The Simpsons so much, because Springfield is such a it's a melting pot where nobody hates each other. We've talked about, you know, the politics of the show. before, Except that. But it, it's stu- really a show for everybody. Except that stupid idiot Ned Flanders. Ugh, Flanders. Everyone should hate him. Yeah. Ugh. He's the worst. <laughs> I know. The episode we're doing today is I Love Lisa. Oh, well, just on the further your point. What, that Ned Flanders sucks? Yeah, fucking Flanders sucks. He's the worst, you know, and he's really good at guitar, as we see in this episode, and that just makes you hate him a little more. The writer's room was very white, and they've admitted that. You know, it's a bunch of white guys, and things are better now, but... So wait, should we just stop doing the podcast right now? You'd love that, wouldn't you? (laughs) This was season four, episode 15, the 74th episode of the series. It was directed by Wes Archer and written by Frank Mula. And it originally aired on February 11th, 1993. You already said that. I don't think I said that. So the chalkboard gag, Bart is writing, I will not call the principal Spudhead. The couch gag is the ultimate couch gag with the circus. It's the big one. The family's dancing. There's a big musical number. The room opens up. There's a circus. There's an elaborate show. What a great song, man. It's a banger, yeah. When the song breaks into another musical number. I mentioned West Side Story in a couple episodes back talking about West Side Story, the song Maria and the Simpsons, Maria, the Simpsons, you know, it's that same. Okay. And then even just like that's like the song America from West Side Story. It's like slightly different but like similar feel similar feel just when it comes to composition and orchestration i mean danny elfman i mean batman beetlejuice that's all you really need to know those theme songs are fucking awesome but he also wrote so many more even the theme song to fucking mars attacks is great what other stuff he's done so much all right, we'll look it up now, man. Dude, Scratchy's just like chilling on the floor looking up at his dad right now. Just I'm still proud of my dad, the podcaster. We're going to talk Elfman, you know, of course. Oingo Boingo, you got to start there. Nightmare Before Christmas. Pretty much any movie that Tim Burton directed that was like any hints of sci-fi, which mm-hmm. is probably all of them. Great score, great work. What about Danny Dwarfman? <laughs> oh, boy. Men in Black. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Men in Black 3. <laughs> Spider-Man 3. What? He did a theme for that? All right. Goodwill Hunting. Okay. Score producer. All right. Yeah, we got Beetlejuice, Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands, of course, Batman, Nightmare Before Christmas, Mission Impossible, Mars Attacks, Men in Black, Goodwill Hunting, Sleepy Hollow, Spy Kids, Planet of the Apes, Spider-Man, Men in Black 2, so many more things. Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, Terminator Salvation. I knew he did the soundtrack for that. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Yeah, it really has saved that movie. (laughs) Um, So the episode begins. It's Valentine's Day. This is the fucking opening that Family Guy rips off for their shitty opening of their show oh because they have all the circus stuff yeah yeah i fucking hate family guy there aren't a lot of things i dislike i'm one of those people where i'm like all right you don't got to be a critic you just say things aren't for you you know you don't want to like 
harsh what other people like i just don't want to be a negative person going around talking shit all the time yeah so it's just easier to say you know what? it's not for me but i'll say it fuck family guy i think it was part of the downfall of society in a lot of ways it was part of it and you could argue there's always just been sarcastic mean-spirited mm-hmm. like the 90s were very mean the 80s were very mean i was watching the lost boys this week did you find them <laughs> TBD, you know it's just like very mean like everyone like to be cool was to be mean there's a lot of just very mean humor and family guy and when i really like think about it you know we had like george w bush and family guy came out around the same time and they both misled the american public and they both made everyone they just geared everyone up to be like the worst that they've ever been which is what we saw and what we're seeing is just the worst people of all oh. time. <laughs> but um, I could pinpoint it to Family Guy. Yeah. I think that their sarcasm and just their like, oh, and like, you're like, this and this and this. This is like, ah, uh, this is not how real people are. And the sad thing is there are people that literally their whole life is just sarcasm. Yeah, they're just unable to be genuine and sincere. It's like, man, what are you hiding behind? There's no personality there at that mode. It's just that attitude. And then behind it, it's like, well, what? Yeah, and it's like it, it almost becomes like, it's like they're just so rough around the edges. Their whole thing is just so rough, yeah. like leather. They're just like tough. There's, you can't get anything through the, to them. You know, they're so- just holding on tight. I hope you have people in your life where you can let your guard down a little bit around, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I just get a whiff of someone just in public or, you know, at a bar or at a concert or something. And it's just like their energy is just so like in one direction. Yeah. Where you just feel it like kind of suck the energy in the room, like towards their like frequency. And it's, yeah, it's like a little selfish and it's like a little, not even funny it's just like yeah i i know it's like they're trying to be fun but there's just something that's very like it's a little off or intense about it yeah that's family guy's fault (laughs) yeah man that's the thing you know the older i've gotten the more i've just kind of become quick to realize like oh this person sucks i'm getting out of here and just getting out of those situations when you're younger you want people to like you and you don't know what you like yet even in some ways you know so you're just kind of out there around people just because oh cool you're around my age and you're partying too and you end up being around some shitty people and then a little later you're like oh wait these people suck i'm out of here yeah i guess some people you kind of have to give them a chance but yeah i guess the older i get it's just like first impressions do do say a lot yeah but i want to see the best in people i want to see the growth but that's not what we got to get back on the fucking topic. Now. Well, I'm not giving family guy a chance to grow or redeem itself. We talk about it in every damn episode of the show. Uh, what we love about the Simpsons is the love and the heart in the show. Well, we just mentioned there's no such thing as racism in Springfield. Yeah. And I think that that's just like, there is this kind of this neutral ground to it. One thing that I do enjoy taking a part in as much as I love, to watch the Simpsons, I like to listen to the band Fish. And there is... Wait, what? Which is a very white thing. Yeah. It's super white. Yeah, it, it, incredibly. But there is no hatred in that music. It's just all love. Yeah. It's, it's its own little universe where it just it's just fun. And, you know, and we can let it exist in and of itself without the influence of the fact that there are some very horrible things happening in the world today. We might be underwater in five years. Well, that's the thing I've come to also appreciate about what I would say are maybe fringe kind of scenes where there are these spaces where you can go where you realize, oh, nobody is weird here because everybody is weird. So nobody is weird and everybody's welcome. And if you're into what we're into or if you're into this kind of shared experience, then you're all right. Well, it's kind of like a a meditation in in a, of sorts because meditation is kind of drowning out all the voices right so it's like to show up to an event 
and we're not fucking talking about current events here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, it would be, if I were to start opening my mouth and start blabbering about, like, oh, I can't believe what I... Uh, no, it's like, we're here to... Like, like no, 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 we're, and we're I, only here to have a concerts, good time. and I've, like, seen it at pro wrestling shows and i've seen it in comedy sometimes yeah there's these places where like oh man i love that you know you know they're not i save all that stuff for the bedroom you know yeah yeah they're not like just you know normies and people just in their cookie cutter you know it's like these are weird people who may don't may not fit in in other places but here you're welcome to get in if you're like into this yeah it's like the thing i think a lot of people don't get about like fish yeah yeah or the culture around it Look, I'm like with a lot of people. If I were to judge fish based on a select couple people that I've come across, I would say, yeah, it's not the best scene. It's not really that yeah. great. And to a degree, you know, because I've done it so much, I'm really just there for the music at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of part of it, too. I mean, that was the only reason that got me there. Yeah, and it's always been the reason, yeah. but you know, I have my friends and I see people and yeah, yeah. one hundred and how many shows? One hundred and twenty shows. Congrats, man! Thanks, man. So after you crossed a hundred, that's when you're like, all right, I can slow down, I can get some other shit done. <laughs> yeah, that's when I said, let me get a Simpsons podcast going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was a. <laughs> What am I even doing with my life? I got to start a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> and now all that research is worth it. All yeah. right. And today we're talking I Love Lisa. It's Valentine's Day at Springfield Elementary School. Are we ready to hop in? Get in the pool. So we start with Lisa's class, right? And they're making... well. No, we have wait, the wait, whole wait. Monster Mash thing. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yes. The, the radio station's playing Monster Mash for Valentine's Day. The DJs are talking to each other. You played the wrong record, didn't you? He's like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, and he's just like, well, they kind of like And we see other. Bart is listening to the radio station. He's writing Dirty Valentine's. Yeah, he writes Love Sucks, S-U-X, on <laughs> a little uh, candy heart, which I got to say, Monster Mash is a, a banger. Great song. I'll be listening to it this Valentine's Day. The song Monster Mash was released in 1962 by Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Bart's painting over the candy hearts. And in Lisa's classroom, they're constructing little paper mailboxes for their Valentine's Day cards. And then when they finally give out cards, all the students walk around and Ralph doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. And like we were saying earlier, that's the thing you remember from being a kid is that you made you put a card together for everyone in your class, and no one gives Ralph one. Right. But then you forget. Oh, there's a whole thing where Marge makes Homer the bacon, and he says, "I love you," and, and Homer's just looking at her, and he's like, "Oh my God, what day is it? It's a special day. You gotta say something." She's about to. He's happy uh, Valentine's Day, <laughs> and then he's right. Yeah, that's hilarious. And uh, he ends up buying her $100 worth of chocolate at the Quickie Mart because... He forgot. He's desperate. And he's like, oh, no, it makes a big deal out of it. And he looks out the window and Ned Flanders is playing the guitar, singing to his wife. And it's a parody of Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the Quickie Mart. Now Pooh charges him 100 bucks. Then we make it to Lisa's class where they're making boxes for their Valentine's Day cards. Well, then we hear Principal Skinner on the... And PA says, some student, possibly Bart Simpson, has been circulating candy hearts with crude off-color sentiments. So here's a couple. One says, prize pig. One says, kiss off. One says, eat my shorts. And one is the letter U, stink. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Bart's so cool. (laughs) Like, how cool is that? Like, on Valentine's Day, he's just going to make a bunch of candy hearts with crude and off-color statements the creativity you see him in his room with the like his little workstation like delicately putting them together yeah he puts a lot of work into this little prank he's a cool little dude he's the coolest man who doesn't like bart get out man get out of here i'm bart simpson who the hell are you (laughs) and skinner's on the pa and he says you know valentine's is no joke 
cuts to like a flashback and then you see him in the Vietnam War. Someone in his group like opens a Valentine's They're on stick. a boat. They're on a boat. Yeah. And it's Da Nang, 1969. Uh, Skinner's shaving with a Bowie knife. The other guy's maybe riding a Valentine to send back home. And then he gets shot up. Yeah. And then you and know, he says, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny on the loudspeaker. Yeah. And Bart says, cool. I broke his brain. Yeah, that's great. And then Ralph doesn't get any Valentine's cards. So Lisa looks over and sees him. And she notices he doesn't get any. And then she turns and like puts one together really quick and goes over to hand it to Ralph. Well, we get some uh, exposition on Ralph the character before in this scene. Like Ralph tells Miss Hoover that he can't use scissors. He's not allowed to use scissors at home. Uh-huh. Then he says uh, that he doesn't have a red crayon. He ate his red crayon. Yeah. And then he says he glued his his uh, head to his shoulder at one point. <laughs> like he's very. We see how not bright Ralph is. This is a great Ralph episode. Definitely a fan favorite character uh, for like the characters outside of the immediate family. Just really silly, but there's something other, you know, there's something beyond his years about him in his simplicity as well. And we'll see more of that later. So then Lisa finally gives him the card. Mm-hmm. And we covered everything up to that. Right. And it says, I, I choose, choose, choose you. And it's a little train. And there's a picture of a train. And it kind of looks like Thomas the Tank Engine. And it's and just that she like threw it together so quickly. You know, Ralph loves the card. And he's just like smitten right away. And like, you know, you just see his eyes light up as he, you know, uh, sees her go back to her desk. And then we go to the kitchen at the school the cafeteria the cafeteria and they're delivering beef hearts kind of yeah. to go in with the valentine's day theme the guy says where do you want these beef hearts and longevity dora says on the floor she says the, the guy says doesn't look very clean she says just do your job heart boy <laughs> and then the truck like lifts up the back and dumps them all and over and yeah. it like makes like us funny like all the hearts they're like it makes kind of a weird sound Mm-hmm. And then we see Bart playing a little prank. He's, at, he's sitting at the table at lunch and he goes, uh, my baboon heart <laughs> body rejecting it. And he shoots a heart out of his shirt and falls on the table and grosses everyone out. Bart's very proud of himself. Two good pranks in one day. Yeah. 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 So it's a cool, it's a great episode. Oh yeah. Are we done? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're halfway there. I yeah. You know, our roommate Annie just walked in. Annie, do you want to say hi? Uh, what's up, Annie? Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. How was your date? I actually went out to drinks with my coworkers. Oh, oh no date, nice. No date. No date. All right. Well, we don't want to give away your business. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't know. No, it's okay. I'm single and ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> Guys that are listening. <laughs> So our address, if you're... And girls. And, and yeah, girls. yeah, all right. I, for a second, I thought you were like, dudes, I only date dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no guys, just dudes. If you like to party, you know. No, no guys, just dudes, just dudes. What's mm-hmm. so funny? Yeah. What? I don't think so. You didn't laugh? No. We're not funny? <laughs> no, you guys haven't said anything funny yet. All right. I know. We've been going for a while here, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the second episode tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah, we're getting crazy, you know? They said it couldn't be done. Well, we're trying to, like, take some time off, you know? Yeah, yeah let uh, all our ideas marinate. Trying to go to the Cayman Islands or something, you know? I'm going to Aruba, dog. <laughs> I'm gonna go Aruba one Aruba never mind. <laughs> Jamaica. Ooh, I wanna take ya to Bermuda, Bahama, hum, I'm pretty mama. Yeah, Montego, baby, why don't we Cocomo? Get that fast. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, 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 you're totally cool. What what are we talking about? Uh so uh, school oh, school day ends. scratchy. Ralph asks Lisa if he can walk her home, and then they're just making an awkward small talk, and he's like uh, talking about the card. Says, so do you like 
stuff. And then time passes by and he walks Lisa to her house and he says, the doctor says I wouldn't get so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. Oh, now they're at her house. She like runs in to get away from him and watch Itchy and Scratchy. Which is uh, Itchy and Scratchy's My Bloody Valentine. Great band. <laughs> yeah. Was the band named after this Itchy and Scratchy episode? I think so. Really? Because Fall Out Boy was named after... Oh, Simpsons. Simpsons. Episode. Yeah. And so it makes sense that that band would be named after this Itchy and Scratchy episode. I mean, name a band that came out after 1989 that wasn't named after this show. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins, they were named after this show. <laughs> yeah. And appeared in it. There's that band of Ned Flanders is. Yeah. That's kind of weird. <laughs> well, it's just like funny that that is a gimmick. All these guys just dress like this and have a, a joke band that they eventually got on the show. And it's like, yeah, I like live in Asheville and I play in a Ned Flanders cover band. <laughs> oh, dude. Talk of the town. Lisa feels bad for leading Ralph on, uh, and she's talking to her parents about it. She tries to let him off easy. Right. And just she says she's not ready for this kind of thing. Then Ralph is talking to his dad, and Chief this is, Wiggum. This is a big reveal. This is the first time that we find out that Chief Wiggum is actually Ralph's dad. Yeah. So fourth season of the show, up until this point, they were just separate characters, and then in season four, they had the idea to make Ralph. Chief Wiggum's son, and it's perfect. And he says, son, whether you want to win a girl or crack a nut, the key is persistence. Keep at it and never lose your goal. And then he's trying to crack this nut. I think he's using like the butt end of his gun, yeah. and it won't crack. And then he shoots the, the <laughs> nut <laughs> and blows a hole in the table. And he says to the bowl and nuts that haven't been cracked, and he's like, let that be a lesson to the rest of you nuts. <laughs> And he's like, never underestimate the appeal of a man in uniform. And he kicks back in his belly, like, bursts out and, like, lands on the table. Yeah. <laughs> Not the greatest advice, uh, given the scenario. So Ralph, you know, he's going back in there. He's trying to... He goes back to the Simpsons' house, and he says he'll do anything for Lisa. Homer's like, anything? And then the next shot, we see Ralph tarring the roof. Uh, Homer's, like, relaxing in the backyard. Oh, no. Oh, no. What was that? Well, we got to rewind a little bit. Homer walks into the TV room, and he says, can you believe that Flanders threw out a perfectly good toothbrush? (laughs) And then he starts brushing his teeth, but then he goes, you. Okay. And then Ralph shows up and knocks on the door. Homer answers. And it says he'll do anything really so, right? And then and, and he says, anything, eh? And then we see Ralph. He's up on the roof. What is he just putting tar on the roof? Yeah, like. And he says, Mr. Simpson, the tar fumes are making me dizzy. And Homer says, yeah. Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's great. And then we see at school they're doing a play on President's Day and there's this boy who's clearly just, he's got like a British accent and everything. He's clearly meant for the theater. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't really get it. You know, growing up, my family didn't really celebrate President's Day. Really? You didn't observe it? (laughs) You didn't like wake up in the morning and look on your phone and observe the fact that it was President's Day? You know, I couldn't go to sleep the night before on President's Day Eve. (laughs) Yeah. I I I was just hoping Abe Lincoln, you know, would come down the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) and take your pubes (laughs) yeah (laughs) put him on his face um (laughs) oh take that (laughs) president's day it's a production (laughs) for the school (laughs) and the kids are auditioning or they're just the teacher's just announcing who got what part we don't see them audition right no, well, we see that there's this one kid that's really good yeah, who is. should obviously get the part of George Washington. Mm-hmm. But then we find out that Ralph gets the part of George Washington. And then Miss Hoover goes to her window and like flicks the blinds two and times. And like, that's the signal. And then they take the boot off of her car. And she also announces that Lisa is Martha Washington. Yeah, yeah. Is that, so it? We have is the that cro- the name? Yeah, so we have the crooked cops thing going on. 
And this was like this is 1993, man. Yeah, this you gotta is, give it to the Simpsons because like it sim- wasn't even like, until like 20 years later that we like started like really you know fucking shit up, man. 30 years later. Yeah, dude. So just the fact that they've been like portraying the cops as like inept and corrupt for like 30 plus years is you got to give it to them for that. Well, you, you have know? to figure like the first people that saw cops must have been like, this is so dumb. This yeah. is such a bad idea. And again, while it is this Springfield is a place where, you know, racism doesn't exist. It's like, yeah, they still like, you know, have a view on cops. Right. They're not racist, but they're just they don't do anything. Yeah, they don't solve anything because i i mean i remember i was like talking to someone because someone unfortunately got murdered pretty close to my neighborhood and someone with like a conservative leaning viewpoint was just like this is why we need cops and i remember just i didn't say it to them but i'm like what like what how how do you prevent a crime like that from happening how would a cop prevent a crime like that from happening how does like a cop actually what are they gonna do give the guy a ticket yeah (laughs) like hey stop don't shoot that guy yeah i mean i'm not saying that there's a perfect solution when you just think about effectiveness i'll say this there have been times when i've been in certain neighborhoods at certain hours of the night where maybe i felt a little safer knowing that there was a cop car on the block than if there wasn't yeah but that's about as far as i felt Right. In terms of protection. We're just clearing this situation where, you know, every year we keep giving the cops more and more money without seeing. All right. So I'll just say we know crime is a result of circumstances created by the systems with which we live. You know, people resort to crime when they're desperate, when they don't have other avenues. You know, it's like poverty is the issue. You know, if we want to stop crime, we can get rid of poverty. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, we we choose to let people suffer under capitalism, <laughs> and it's right, very right, cool. Right. Like crime is really just kind of done out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to. But anyway, so I the mean, cops are, are stu- well. There are there are legitimate like you know psychopaths, serial killers, but you know a lot of it has to do with childhood trauma mm-hmm. and also just brain damage. This one documentary I saw on uh, HBO, it was like yeah. just. You could pretty much trace childhood trauma and brain damage to like just about every serial killer out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we just talk about uh But we're talking about you <laughs> <laughs> How do we get from one to the other? There's a lot of problems and we don't know the answers. So Wiggum takes the boot off the car and Lisa gets a package from Ralph. She's like, Oh no, a package from Ralph and she opens it up and is like, Oh, it's a metal boost dancing convertible. I'm like, all right, pretty stoked. Then there's a note that says, Look in the trunk. I guess he means trunk. And she opens it up and what's in the trunk? It's two tickets to the big crusty anniversary show. Twenty ninth anniversary. Yeah. She feels guilty for going, so Bart says that he'll go with Ralph and then she says, like, what if he wants to hold hands? He's like, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. And like, what if he wants to kiss? I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Lisa, like, don't, like, don't push me. Like, you don't want to know how far I'll go. You don't want to know how far I'll go. Bart uh, really wants to go. Bart says he's his biggest fan. I even have his pregnancy test, and he pulls out the pregnancy test on the box. It says the crusty pregnancy test warning may cause birth defects. You know, Ralph Wiggum actually brought me to a, to my first fish show. That's why I like really. That's why you can't badmouth him too hard. I yeah yeah. I was just like, damn. All right, I'll go. Yeah, well, I'm glad he talked you into it, man. Is that what you had to do to stay out of trouble? Man, you don't know the th- half the shit I had to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sold yourself for less than 100 bucks, huh? For more than 100 shows. It's truly a Herculean effort. Thanks, man. <laughs> you know, part of the reason we do this is to inspire <laughs> others, you know? You can do anything you set your mind to. Just, <laughs> just make sure you have like a few people that don't mind paying for you every now and then. Hey, uh, you know, I get high with a little help from my friends, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And nothing gets me higher than some good old-fashioned music with my buds. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm ten times the crusty fan you are. I even have the crusty home pregnancy test. Yeah, there it is. They go to the show. Well, we also, there's a little bit where Homer's defacing 
Ned Flanders degree. He stole his degree at some point, mm-hmm. and then he's like, he just writes his name on. Yeah, he just scri- it's a degree from Oral Roberts University. Oral Roberts. And then we make it to the anniversary show. Mm-hmm. And I think President Clinton is there. Yeah. Krusty's first joke. He said, I can't be for the other guy, but I voted for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Simpsons joke. Yeah. Pre-scandal, right? Whoa. 93. His first joke bombs. And it's a joke about the Ayatollah. Just to point out, there's also an Ayatollah joke in Bart Sells' his Soul. Right. Yeah, there's... Just a weird thing. They came he back. He says that like, the show's so old, when it first aired, the Ayatollah had a goatee. Yeah, I think that's it. Wiggum's driving Lisa and Ralph to the show. She asks him how he got those tickets. She's like, oh, Krusty knows how to play ball. And then you see Krusty in the porno theater, and like Wiggum comes in. And then he goes, ah, oh, nothing like a good porno. And Krusty's like, Chief Wiggum. Is this a bust? And he's like, uh, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's kind of nervously. And then back yeah. to the car, Lisa's like, I don't think that's appropriate for children. Like, oh, really? I keep my pants on in this version. <laughs> and that's probably one of the dirtier jokes in the show. You know? Yeah, right. Like, he's like telling Lisa about this. One of the dirtiest jokes in the show. I mean, I- Chief Wiggum, I mean, hands down. Yeah. In the, the other episode, we talked about our least favorite characters. You know, we didn't mention him. Because he's so great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love Chief Wiggum. He's so funny. <laughs> Bake him away, toys. He's got so many great lines in the series. Seeing this montage of different moments of Krusty over the years, and we see in 1963 he has Robert Frost on, and he dumps snow on him. And then it cuts to 1973, and there's another croon along with Krusty. You're right. And it's like a psychedelic show. He's singing Break on Through to the Other Side. He's crewing along with Krusty was in Brush with Greatness. We already covered that episode. Yeah, again, we just got to point out the, the threads here. And, you know, it's got the psychedelic oil art in the background, or early 70s. What else? Hippie Krusty, like in the late 70s? And No, that's the bit with him and Sideshow Raheem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he just kind of makes an awkward joke and well, feels and uncomfortable the, around And then him. at this point... I don't know where Ralph gets the ice. I've never been to an event where you get ice ice cream in a cone like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Um, but Ralph has a uh, chocolate ice cream on a cone and he offers some to Lisa and she says, no. And he spills it on her. No, I think Chief Wiggum's like, oh, pass it over this way. And that's when he spills it on her. <laughs> yeah. And he says, ah, nothing gets out chocolate. See? And he's got like this big chocolate stain on his cop uniform. Funny that like Ralph and Lisa are like dressed up, but like Chief Wiggum's still dressed up as Chief Wiggum. Yeah, yeah, he's and just... he's driving them in the cop car, and they're in the back behind like the the gate. And then next in the show, Krusty comes uh, off stage to talk to the audience, and he ends up going over to Ralph. He asks Ralph if that's his girlfriend, and he says, "Yeah." Yes, it is. I love Lisa Simpson. And when I grow up, I'm going to marry her. And that's when Lisa gets up and yells, no. She says, listen to me. I don't like you. Nobody likes you. The only reason I gave you that Valentine's Day card is because nobody else would. And And then we cut, we pan back (laughs) and Bart's on the couch. He's, he's, he's watching Ralph's heart get broken in like, slow motion. He's like, I can out. pinpoint the exact moment when his heart breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Bart's just like so cruel, but like so funny at the same he's time. He's like, he's really going for it in this episode. <laughs> you know, just every time he pops up, he really hates the Valentine's Day thing too, I guess. Now Ralph feeding some ducks at the park and he throws bread out there and he's like, Hey, at least I've got you guys. And then they leave. And then uh, later, Wiggum pulls over Homer, and he says he has a broken tail light, and he breaks the tail light on the back of Homer's car. And then Homer says, "One day, citizens are going to stand up to these crooked cops." And he says, "They are? Oh no! Have they set a date?" <laughs> yeah. After that, we're coming up. It's the President's Day pageant or show. Pageant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and Bart's backstage and he 
moons a bunch of girls and he's got Nixon's face on his butt. <laughs> and he says, I am not a butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's great, man. Bart's and they have, uh, there's like a nice fun little number about all the presidents that aren't so yeah, rem- memorable. Yeah. It's pretty, it's a really cute number. The and then we see Millhouse is Abe Lincoln and Bart is John Wilkes Booth. Bart comes out with sunglasses and a Nerf gun and says, hasta la vista, A.B. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator 2, dude. That's your movie. When did that come out? 1991. And two, two years, years later. Yeah. Then he starts firing at the other presidents. Yeah, he's just shooting everyone. <laughs> and then like the teacher grabs him or Skinner grabs him. Yeah. And they're like, and he's like, unhand me, Yankee. Unhand me, Yankee. <laughs> um, and then... uh. And then we get the Ralph scene. Ralph and Lisa are acting, and Ralph's act. Skinner cues it up, and he's like, "The evening comes to an end." And then Homer jumps up and yells, "Woohoo!" And then he says, "With a thorough retelling of the life of George Washington." Does Homer do or? Yeah, he goes, "Oh, you know, I, he makes a sad noise, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe he does a do." So yeah. Ralph is just really crushing just the dramatics and theatrics of this scene. Yeah. And in one of the, there's a fireplace burning on stage and he puts the, I choo choo choose you card in the fire as he's acting out this scene with Lisa. It's very real. It's very, very cerebral. He delivers a very compelling performance. He's really captivating. He delivers his lines like very short of himself and articulately in a way you don't hear him speak, but still has that childlike quality to him. Lisa senses that intensity. And Patty and Selma are watching it, and they, they're in the theater, and they're like, oh. And they're just like so taken back by his uh, performance. They're like, got, they've got the chills. Yeah. That's how you know it's good. You know, I think this changes the way Lisa sees him. You know, she pitied him before, but then now, like, she sees, like, another side of him. There's a deeper emotional quality to him yeah but i don't think that they get together at the end no but they're friends you know like they they make amends yeah yeah i suppose they do yeah because in this last scene in the last scene they're on the swing set outside the school and lisa says to ralph that he was great ralph says thank you and they're on the swings and then chief wiggum's watching them from the car yeah, on the radio. And Monster Mash starts playing again. Well, he's ignoring a call about a riot. And then the radio starts playing Monster Mash <laughs> again. And he's just sitting there we watching. Come, we come back home. Episode begins and ends with Monster Mash. It's a Valentine's Day episode. This is the this is the show that we're talking about. The show The Simpsons here. That's how badass they are. Yeah. That in their fourth year, they finally released a Valentine's Day episode. And it begins and ends with Monster Mash. That's just like, what's up? Pairing uh, Wiggum and Ralph. Bart's just cutting it up all over this episode. Pretty solid. There you have it. That's I Love Lisa. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, get into our uh, final rating. In our professional opinions, each week on the show, we break down an episode of The Simpsons and then give it a score on a scale of one to five donuts. And then we give them a flavor, just add a little more personal taste. Yeah. What what are you giving this one? I like this episode a lot. It is one where they build the world out a little more and make these interesting connections with these other characters and do this thing where you're getting a Lisa episode. <laughs> and it's really all, it's really all about her because the other stories in the, the this episode are pretty minor. Really mm-hmm. funny heartfelt as hell ralph is a great character we love ralph dude he rocks they don't play it up to be too cheesy it's a valentine's day episode but it's not too saccharine you know what i mean it's just like a realistic kind of story of like you know being a young kid and having a crush and having your heart broken i think it's a really relatable thing and even because even at that age it's like what you're not gonna like hook up (laughs) or get married you just like people and it's kind of detached from some of the complications because you don't even know what it means to like someone or like, I know I'm like, like what is the idea of hanging out with someone you like when you're a I'm kid? I'm in my thirties and I'm still thinking like my next relationship's going to be like 
six months tops you know <laughs> yeah uh you just want a, a, a rental a lease sublet <laughs> i'm looking for a lisa that's uh, what i'm looking for so it's a great episode it captures some of that childlike qualities of uh you know romanticisms it's funny i'm gonna go three point nine donuts yeah i don't know i'm just drunk with power right now it's interesting i think it's it's such an iconic episode there's so many great moments in this episode it's one of those episodes that anyone that is a fan of this series this this show that we're talking about here right now this show the simpsons Mm -hmm. this cultural phenomenon called the simpsons if you're a fan of this show this is an episode that you absolutely must watch you gotta watch this episode Five heart-shaped donuts for a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I got a new rating for this episode. Yeah, I would give this episode five. I was thinking four, but you know, I dogged it for my reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna say they're chocolate donuts. You know, chocolates are Valentine's Day thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, yeah. cool. Uh huh. Well, um, thanks for. Tuning in with us, guys. That was Lisa's. <laughs> that was I love Lisa. And before we wrap up the show, we are gonna do a couple of listener emails. If you want to email the show with a question, episode suggestion, or correction, something we missed about a episode we reviewed, you can send us an email at headygreenterrace at gmail.com. This week we were taking a couple questions from Instagram, so we're gonna check back there. All right, what's up? So, <laughs> Christian from Brooklyn, New York asks, actually Christian from Atlanta, Georgia, asks, where can I get some tang? Tang. Um, like booty tang? <laughs> oh, what do I look like, Bill Clinton? Like sour beers? <laughs> yeah, man, you got to elaborate a little bit more. And we got another one here. Uh, Logan from North Carolina asks, what is your least favorite Simpsons episode? Man, I mean, there's episodes. Like, I feel like to say, like, an episode from, like, later seasons, like, doesn't really quite make much sense. I don't know, man. I don't really have, like, a least favorite. I know. It's such a hard question. I wish I had an answer because the ones in the later seasons like i'll if i didn't like it i saw it once and i'm never gonna see it again and it's just been wiped out of my memory i know that there are just some that i have to turn it off after a while the characters just don't seem like themselves which happens i have days where i don't feel like myself i really have to think about that episode really there are just a few episodes that just kind of turn me off they just something doesn't sit right with me I think we'll have to come back to that. That's yeah. a real like. Yeah, I gotta really think about that. Uh, wow. Yeah. We'll cover that one next week. You got another question for us, and then we'll uh, park the car in front of the garage. We have Christian from Brooklyn asking, uh, "Which Beetle are you?" Oh, Kristen from Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna answer for you, and then hear what you say. I think. I'm a longhorned beetle, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nick, you're, dude, you're Paul. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not Ringo. No, just because you play the drums. No. Don't debase yourself in that way. And, you know, I see myself more as a George. But, wait, how am I debasing myself if I'm Paul? (laughs) Doesn't really make much sense, does it? Well, I'm trying to base you, not debase you. <laughs> well, I would have to play left-handed, you know. Yeah, well, you know, back then that you got to just flip a righty over. Anyway, we're playing the chords, and then we put the chords to the song, and there was this, what if you played the Patrick like that? And then he was like, and then he said, don't let me down. Mm. What's your favorite Beatles song? I mean, 
That's an impossible question. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many moods, and you're like, ah, oh, too many. Yeah. And it changes. You know, I'll have one that I'm like into for a while. or For the benefit of Mr. Kite, I'm not going to answer that question. Okay. <laughs> All right. We can't do it. We can't answer that question. What, which Beatle are you? I told you, I'm going to be a George, and you're going to be a Paul. Oh, I don't even get to answer this. <laughs> no, no. Now let me hear what you think. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Uh, All right, guys. That was this week's episode of Hetty Green Terrace. Thanks for listening. As happy always. Valentine's Day. Happy hey, Valentine's uh, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I want to give a special happy Valentine's Day to Nick's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Nick told me his mom listens to the podcast. Justin's actually being nice here, guys, for anyone that uh, <laughs> They think I'm being insincere? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get it. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone that you know who you are. Uh-huh. And if you also know who you are, n- not happy Valentine's <laughs> Day to you. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day to your mom. I was going to say, but to the, her behind you, yeah, that's who I was saying, happy Valentine's, but not to you. can you get out of the way i'm trying to yeah i'm just trying to like i'm just trying to be myself over here you know without you you know (laughs) all right well that was it (laughs) i think i think we have we ended the episode yet i can't tell anymore oh man it just keeps going until next time (laughs) hasta la vista ab